Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Conspiracy Underground. We are the Conspiracy Underground news team and the tag team champions of the podcast world. I am the lunatic, fringe, the left lip, ghost, and with me is the radical one, the isolated one out in Arizona, the right lip, Ryan Dean. How are you? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? Good, good. Wonderful. Just got done watching uh, the Packers choke again, so it was nice. Were they up and then they lost? They were never up. They the closest they got. They were down by one, and then at, at the end of the game, they, they charged all the way down the field. All they had to do is get a fucking touchdown. Would have put them over. Interception. Game yeah. over. Damn. Well, that sucks. But hey, they deserve it. You know, they never put talent around Brett Favre and, and Aaron Rodgers, and you know, that's what happens. They got those first two Super Bowls, and that's it, huh? Did they first win two? And then- uh, yeah, they got the first one and two, and then Favre got one, and Rogers got one. Okay, so four. But no dynasty. No, no dynasty. It's all right. What'd you get into this weekend, man? I had a fun weekend. Rough night last night, and rougher morning this morning. But uh, Ooh, you drink a lot. Yeah, dude. Yeah, and I worked out too. I worked out uh, before the event because, like, on Saturdays, I try to make the day go by quick. So, like, I was working a bunch on Saturday and then, like, exercised and shit. I usually don't lift. Like, I usually just focus on cardio because I'm already shredded. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but I, I and I, I lifted and, dude, I'm, like, like, so being really hungover and then being sore sucks. And I was doing, like, yeah. burpees and stuff, so your abs kind of get sore. Cool. So I'm just sore all over and then hungover i'm good now though i'm just drinking a bunch of water and i had some of those liquid ivs so these things will shape you right up you should have uh just stuck with the shake weight the shake weight yeah with the cooling uh mist that it has yeah. have you seen that <laughs> <laughs> and then it gives you change for your cab fare oh yeah uh no friday just kind of relaxed we watched uh it was i wish it would have been a little bit faster of a movie but it was really good. It was it was a a play on the conspiracy that Billy the Kid didn't really ever die and that he went on to live his life out. The movie was called Old Henry. And it turns out that the guy that the movie was about was Billy the Kid. You know, he had all his papers and what have you. It, it was a good movie. It was slow, a little slower, but it could have been a little faster, in my opinion. But it was still good. It was on Amazon Prime. And then uh, today or yesterday... We watched The Nun 2, which was pretty good. The Nun 2. Yeah, I heard that those were pretty scary, actually. Is the 2, is it brand new or? Yeah, it just just came out not that long ago. Okay. So you can rent it on Prime. Oh, the new Exorcist I liked. You can uh, rent it on Prime right now. Is it the one with the two girls? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, black girl and white girl, I think. Yep. Yep. I want to check that out. But yeah, I liked it. Some people said it didn't. They didn't. I liked the nod that they threw at the original with certain depictions in the scenes and what have you. So I don't know. I enjoyed it. We went to the theaters to see it just because it wasn't even a thought when the original came out and then didn't get to go to the theaters to see that one. So uh, it was nice to go to the movies and see a scary movie. Oh, yeah. It's fun, man. That's the best kind of movies to see at theaters, too, is horror movies, dude, always because it's like the lighting and the jump scares are really good and stuff. So, oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. Um, dude, I made uh for the for the pay per view yesterday. I made some Rubens because they were in New York, and I didn't want to do a pizza. Um, but I love okay. Reuben sandwiches. I was thinking about doing a pizza, like trying to make a New York style pizza or getting some takeout or something. But yes, yeah, it's just the most unhealthy food is a freaking pizza. And Reuben's not that much better. But um, yeah, dude, it was bomb. But last night, dude, I woke up because I made a Reuben and then like some uh, animal style fries. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's like sauteed yeah, from, onions from and Thousand Island. In and out. In and out. In and out yeah um i didn't put any cheese on or anything though but like dude so last night i told you i was real hungover right and i have this bad habit when i drink a lot i smoke weed and i get crossfaded because i'm a really light lightweight right, right. um when it comes I can only to imagine with the weed that they have out these days holy fuck dude yeah fucked. i mean it always happens i always do it dude so i don't know how i didn't throw up to be honest and this is not something to be proud of i'm not like bragging or anything I just have to talk about this to shame myself a little bit, dude. I, so I, I took a freaking like hour long shower today just to try and sweat out steam. I was like, there's no way I'm going to exercise right now. So I was just trying to sweat it out like a sauna. Um, but last night, dude, in the middle of the night when I was fucked up, like I woke up in the middle of the night, um, still super drunk. Like none of it went away. And, uh, I saw the fries on the counter. And thinking about this makes me gag almost, but I saw the fries on the counter, like the leftover ones. Uh-huh. And, uh, dude, munchies. I was like, huh? The munchies, the munchies took a hold of you, didn't they? No, no, no. Opposite. Oh. Okay. No, oh. I saw them. And for some reason, like I'll get it in my head sometimes, like, like how something would taste or, uh-huh. or how it would feel based off like just texture. Right. Like I can't even help it when I'm picking up like dog throw up. I always like imagine like the, the tasting of it and like, just, I don't know why it's a weird thing that I do. Um, but dude, so I'm picking this, these fries up and I was gagging like loud (laughs) out loud in the middle of the night. Kim thought I was dying and, uh, dude, I like just to throw these in the trash can, but for some reason I just kept thinking of like eating these old fries. They weren't even old. It was like a couple hours, but I don't know why it was just really getting me, dude. And the fries were good when I ate them. But right. And I really thought I was going to throw up, man, but I'm pretty good at keeping it down. Like, uh, instead of like letting it loose. You describing that as me picking up dog shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm horrible, horrible. I mean, I use a shovel. I mean, you use your hand. Well, no, uh, it's usually when, uh, when rain has an accident in the house or, or in a crate or whatever, the other two are fine. Um, I don't, pick up the dog shit in the yard because I just mow it in and, and what have you. But every now and again, she'll have an accident. And I don't know if it's because she's female or what, or it's the food because it's more of a higher protein food. I mean, it fucking stinks. And it never started <laughs> until fucking Odin, the coon hound, took a shit in uh, Jake's old room when he moved out. And I was like, <sighs> like, I mean, it's it was worse coming inside. up. In my mouth. Yeah. And she the wife started making fun of me she's like you're gagging like a girl you never used to do that i'm like i know i, I never did but I, I don't know what happened I, I got a little older and now it's it's like you just taste that smell and it's like oh or yeah or like the when you pick up like i picked up um you know like when my dogs throw up right after they eat if they do throw up it's a lot of throw up and it's like half eaten food right 
it's so gross because I'll use like a, a grocery bag, you know what I mean? To like scoop as much up and like just feeling it. It's like just this tiny thin layer protecting your hand from this shit throw up. And it's, it's so all warm. gross. Yeah, it's warm. Oh, yeah. Hot. So gross, man. But let's move on. Um, I don't know if you got anything in, anything else to banter about here, but I want to get um, right into the news. I am making, I got up kind of early today and, uh, then went back to sleep because uh, I wanted to be lazy a little bit today, but made some homemade meatballs. Ooh. And it's not the wife's favorite thing. Now, she likes spaghetti and meatballs, but I wanted meatball subs. And uh, so I have them going in the crock pot. You know, I did up my uh, meatballs, baked them up, and threw them in the sauce and everything. So the house smells wonderful right now. It smells great. Yeah, you got uh, pork and beef in that, in those balls? I just did, I just did beef because I wasn't thinking when I grabbed them last night normally i do put pork in with because even when i make meat sauce it's a pack of pork and a pack of beef you know i always mix it but wasn't thinking um whatever you were thinking with your dick i was i was i did a lot of that this weekend not good not good okay let's check out some stuff man i got sent a lot of good stuff as usual um i wanted to start since it is football season right I love these mm-hmm. freaking football conspiracies, man. I just love them. Dude, they're getting better and better. They are, for sure. Now, I saved all these. Okay, cool. I was going to say they're not showing up. But, yeah, I've got um, I've got three football conspiracies that we can go right off the bat here. What do you say? Let's do it. Okay. Sharing my sound. I'm getting better at that. Yeah, you are. You're maturing. You're growing up. Yeah. I want to start with <laughs> this one first. This one's kind of wild. Actually, no. Okay. Here we go. Boom. And I'm going to have to zoom in, do the whole run around. They do this like pre. Oh, yeah. They did it like. I see. I see a couple of releases before. a Super Bowl logo. They do this like pre playoffs. No one knows who's going to be in the Super Bowl. However, the NFL logo has two colors in it. In 2022, the logo had orange and yellow. And the teams that played in that Super Bowl were the Bengals and the Rams. In 2023, the logo had green and red, and the teams that played in the Super Bowl were the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm just saying. The logo this year is purple and red. It's giving San Francisco 49ers versus Ravens. Every year, the NFL Hmm. releases a Super Bowl logo. What do you think? I like it. I would, because I I came across that. I don't know if I, I might have saved that on, on, on TikTok or whatever. I'd like to go back and, and, look a little bit further into some of the colors for the the logos right just to see if it's more confirmed other than like the last two and then now this yeah yeah but yeah it's crazy and i couldn't see the ravens getting to the super bowl but i guess i mean i think that there are they seven and one i don't know what they're at now but i think they were doing all right and yeah of course the Bengals, but the Bengals really aren't looking that good so i don't know um It would be pretty interesting, though. I think it'll honestly be the Chiefs and the Eagles again. Uh, they're both really freaking good still. Dolphins might sneak in there, too, but uh, in place of one of those. But, yeah, Matthew sent me all of these, and these are uh, pretty wild. I'm going to save the one that seemed to be the best. I kind of start usually on these, and then I want to kind of get a live reaction. But uh, okay. that the last one seems really good here, but this is the second. I hate to say it, guys, but the NFL is rigged, and I have even more proof. Shout out to the Invisible Insider who brought this to light. I wanted to give him credit, and you guys could check out the original video, but holy hell. 
There's no question that the NFL has been a little suspicious as far as the officiating is concerned, especially once the NFL started adopting sports betting. But it's gotten even deeper, and they may have been caught red-handed. From now on, when you see that Bill Vinovich is officiating a game, or Adrian Hill, and if the home team has a 55% win percentage or below, the under almost hits 70% of the time. Listen to me, 70% of the time. So the only way that we can find out if this is absolutely factual, Adrian Hill is gonna be refing Saints at Vikings. Vikings are at 55% or below. And the Broncos at the Bills, who are a home team that have a win percentage of 55% or below. If both of these unders hit, I've lost all hope. Sound off. Sound off in the comments. <laughs> I hate to say it, guys, but the NFL is uh, rigged. Okay. Yeah, so uh, that's that's interesting because it's it's more that kind of stuff's more believable than mm -hmm. what the lady was saying. The, the What the lady was saying is really cool and fun, and that's like kind of like the flashy shit. But, right. you know, for people out there that don't understand what he's saying, like a, a under in a over-under game, like from a gambling perspective, is usually like, let's say it would be if two really bad teams were playing, it'd be like 42 and a half, right? And you're, okay. you're, if you're picking the under, you're hoping that you get 42 or lower. And if you're picking the over, you're hoping that you get 43 I'm sorry, I said that backwards. 42 and under if you're going with the under. And then 43 if you're going over 42 and a half. 43 and over. So, um, yeah, man, that, that seems a lot more viable to me for sure. Still doesn't make – because I'm, I'm not real familiar with betting. So maybe – tell me if I'm wrong. So if this guy's uh, the referee for the game – he, you want to bet on, on the team. Okay. So say the Vikings are the home team and they have a 50% chance of, of winning at home. You want to bet against the away team, correct? No. So he was just saying, pick the over under. So you don't have to bet on either on And I explained the over under really bad because I fucked it up in the middle of it, but you don't have to pick the, any team. You just pick on the combined scores of both teams. So let's say yeah. that it's 14 to 7. That would be mm -hmm. a 21. That would be an under on that 42 and a half, right? And they always set okay. it at a half because if you were if they were to mark it at a at an even number and you were to hit it, that bet would void out. So they make it assure they assure the public that you're either going to win or lose this bet. It's not going to void, right? Okay. There's three like main bets on any like book. It's the spread the money line and then the over under. So he's just talking about the over under. So yeah, he's not saying pick a team. He's just saying pick the under if the circumstances are what he said there. You know, the fifty five percent and all that shit. So yeah, it's it's more of a from a betting perspective. But yeah, that's that's totally viable, dude. That like refs would be rigging these. Oh hell yeah. Um I believe I came across a post a couple weeks ago and it but it had to do with uh, basketball and basketball. they always brought in basketball. Uh, they always brought in a certain ref to close it down uh, to make sure it kind of came to, you know, uh, to, to make it a, a four, three game or, or, you know what I mean? To, to play out the whole, whole shit. 
So I, I don't know. It, it was kind of, it was neat. I, I'm probably describing it wrong because it was a couple of weeks ago when I came across it, but basically it was just saying, yeah, certain refs are brought in to make sure certain teams win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I buy it, dude. I, I, I noticed it. I think that it's really possible that there was a last week's main event um, where we had, it was a Brazilian card and uh, this card, the, the headline fight, the main event had, I'm a little foggy still from yesterday. So forgive my uh, jumbled speech, but the main event um, had no business going the distance. This dude that just literally, he's got the most knockouts in the UFC, Derek Lewis. And then Mm -hmm. this Brazilian jujitsu, like phenom, it was going to end like none of this dude's fights ever really go very long either, but it went 25 minutes. It was a five round fight. The dude just laid on top of him. Wasn't even striking, just laid on him. Um, and, and fucking didn't do anything, man. So I'm sure he had, I mean, you could easily fucking tell your family like, Hey, bet on the over. I'm going to make sure that this thing goes to the distance. And, right. uh, yeah, man, uh, there's only three people in there that can affect that at that time. It's the, you know, the ref and the two fighters. So, Mm-hmm. interesting shit but this one seemed really cool when i was uh looking at this and when matthew sent me this he said he fucking hates the steelers but uh let's yeah, check this out <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's in ohio so um he's probably uh browns or Bengals fan i would imagine but mm-hmm. we'll see here we go what if i told you the steelers won four super bowls because of the tv show duck dynasty so back in 1966 terry bradshaw was a freshman quarterback at louisiana tech university but he spent his first two years in college as the backup. The starter was Phil Robertson, but he didn't really like playing football. Robertson's true love was hunting, so he was in the woods whenever he wasn't playing football. Without even being committed to football, he beat out Bradshaw as the starter for two straight years. Robertson would have been the starter in 1968, Bradshaw's junior year, but before the season, he decided to quit football because he had no desire to play pro. Bradshaw then took over the team, led the country in passing yards and touchdowns, and after being the first overall pick in the 1970 draft, Bradshaw won four Super Bowls in Pittsburgh. But if Phil Robertson didn't leave that college football team, who knows what would have happened to Terry Bradshaw. In the early 70s, the Washington Redskins offered Robertson a spot on their team, but he didn't think a $60,000 contract was worth missing duck hunting season. Shortly after this, Robertson started his duck call business, And as it grew, he started to make videos, and that eventually led to his family getting the TV show Duck Dynasty. It's made them tens of millions of dollars, and to hear more stories, drop a follow. What if? That's pretty cool, right? I mean, like, it's just like a what-if scenario. I've heard that one before, because I used to watch Duck Dynasty back in the day uh, when it was on, you know, and it it was a good show, good entertainment. Um, I knew about them when I used to, watch some hunting shows and what have you seen them on commercials and stuff. And, uh, you know, Phil would always, it, it, I think they did a commercial for Benelli shotguns and they're out in the boat and he goes, I just want a gun that does three things. Boom, boom, boom. And then they show at the end of the commercial. They're rowing with the, the fucking butt end of the shotgun <laughs> using it as an oar. but you know, just funny stuff. But yeah, he was a talented quarterback and, yeah, if he would have stayed, would Bradshaw have ever gone on to do what Bradshaw did? Right. It's, it's hard to say. It's wild that you can be that good at something without even really trying or caring that much, right? And then obviously yeah. he probably made more money doing what he's doing than he could have playing football, and he's got zero chance of getting hurt making duck calls. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Pretty wild. And uh, 
I didn't think a $66,000 contract was worth missing duck season. <laughs> that's someone that's committed to duck hunting. And 60 yeah. that sounds like shit. That doesn't sound like very much money at all. Paid, yeah, they didn't get paid shit back in the day, dude. Yeah, I guess this was most, a while ago, huh? Yeah. I mean, mo- most of the guys that played back then had full-time jobs when, when they weren't playing football. You know what I mean? So <laughs> like they could a meatpacking still... fucking plant and then playing yeah, for the Packers. Yeah, right. <laughs> so... Um, I've got one. There's an airship one that I wanted to watch, but it's eight minutes. So I'll see if we have time towards the end after you share some shit too. Um, it just seemed pretty cool. But uh, and did we ever talk about uh the center of the universe in like right outside of Yuma? I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. It's called like Felicity or something. Let's play it. Okay, well, uh, let me, yeah, actually, let me play this real quick because I forget what this is, but it's it's talking about some government technology that we don't understand. But I will pull that up while this, or I guess I'll have to do it after because it'll fuck up the thing. But uh, it's it's interesting. Some dude sent it to me in an email, um, and it's a like a five-minute video or something on YouTube, but it's fascinating shit, dude. Okay. Is- you do not understand the type of technology the U.S. government has. To make our point clear, this is a Garmin 7X. This two-inch titanium and sapphire puck with a touchscreen, compass, gyroscope, barometer, altimeter, accelerometer, thermometer, and four GPS modes, is capable of reading your heart rate, breath rate, and blood oxygen level with a 30-day battery life. Now, Garmin spends about $800 million on their research and development. The U.S. government spends $140 billion on their R&D. Now, when the U.S. government invented Gen 3 night vision in the 1980s, do you think they packed down their R&D facilities and called it a day? When the U.S. invented a camera that could see a copy of Pravda in a Soviet citizen's hands from the stratosphere while moving three times the speed of sound in the 1960s, more than half a century ago, do you think they stopped researching? You do not understand the time. Pretty crazy, huh? Does that sound right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds pretty damn accurate to me. Um, Your military is your biggest R&D for a lot of... um, technology that we see today um your smartphones night vision goggles hell gps gps started in the military now it's you know everybody has a gps on their phone or if they have a flip phone they have a gps in their their vehicle you know and and that that would and even down to certain chemicals that uh, make it to the shelf for for cleaning like simple green we were you know i've said this many a time on this show we were testing simple green when i was in and a few years later, after I got out, maybe about five or six years later, Simple Greens started hitting the, uh, the the shelves as a uh, cleaning solvent because it was uh, advertised more of all natural. Like you, you could you could pour it down a drain, and right. we didn't really care for it that much because the old stuff that we were using, obviously, probably wasn't the safest to use, but it cleaned way better than Simple Green. But you know, just one of those things. Uh, you're you know, like I said, your, your cell phones, you know, if you look back to Vietnam, those big old stat phones and the guy with the antenna and what have you, the, you know, that's where all this kind of technology, you know, stemmed from. And then your cameras, like they said, you know, the SR-71 and the and the U-2 spy plane, I mean, they fly high and, you know, they take really high quality pictures. And that was back in the 60s. I, they're like 20 to 30 years ahead of what we have right now. At least. Yeah, at least. Um, can you see my email or do you see Instagram still? I still see IG. Okay, cool. I'm going to pull this up and let it 
get going and then we will uh I'm gonna swap this over. Let it buffer. Oh, it's it's good uh, uh, on uh the buffering. I just wanted to make sure that because I had some work stuff remember? up there, so I didn't want people to see the work stuff. I was Do you like, remember early days of YouTube when buffering was a thing? Like yeah, like it buffering is like non-existent anymore. You'd have to sit there and wait for you know, that little gray line to get about halfway. And then you're like, okay, now I can hit play. Cause then, then it won't be choppy. Yeah. And we don't need to watch this entire thing, but this is a really interesting place. And a guy named Kenny sent this to me. Um, it's Felicity, California. And he tells the story here. Nice. The center of the world. Creepy place. In today's video, we travel to the southeasternmost part of California to visit the town of Felicity and the official center of the world. Felicity is right off of Interstate 8 and is Population about 8 of miles two. west of Yuma, Arizona. You can't miss it from the freeway, but there are still plenty of signs that lead you there. When you reach the property, you enter via a driveway adorned with flags from around the world. When you get there, one of the first things you'll notice, and this is easily visible from Interstate 8 as well, is this stairway that leads to nowhere. The stairway was originally part of the Eiffel Tower in Paris. It was removed from the Eiffel Tower in the 80s when repairs were done to the structure, and Jacques Estelle, who owns and operates the center of the world, purchased it at an auction. It's always amazing what unexpected things you'll find when driving around. At the center of the world, you will also find a museum and gift shop where you pay your entrance fee, which was $3 as of December 2020. And the gift shop even has a post office. Out in front of the museum, there is a sundial that was actually incredible. It is interesting that they have a post office too, because of the. Uh, remember what we were kind of learning about the post office on like a, from like yeah. a glance, um, that they're mm-hmm. very powerful entities. But yeah, man. Um, and then now yeah, they're talking about. A, oh, go ahead. With a population of only two. Now, yeah. if if you looked at that as well, it said elevation. Um, 280 feet above sea level. If you add all those up and then break it down, it comes down to the magical number of three. Okay, so a little hermetic shit going yeah. on there. Um, does it? Two plus two, four, six, and then uh, what is that? 14? No, it was eight plus two plus two. So you got 10, oh, 11, right. 12. Two plus one is three. Yeah, you're right. I don't know where I got that extra two from. You're fine. Uh, they're, yeah, they're talking about this uh, sundial here now. That's, I guess, accurate. Incredibly accurate, though it is on mountain time. The arm of the sundial is modeled after Michelangelo's hand of God from the Sistine Chapel. And it points directly to a pyramid, which is where the official center of the world is located at. Jacques Estelle, who founded the center of the world, wrote a children's book in 1985 titled Co. The Good Dragon and the Center of the World. Now, supposedly, this book, if you can find it, is like a thousand dollars. Holy shit! So I don't know what the hell this dude was up to. Pretty interesting guy, it sounds like. Though in the book, this is where the center of the world is located at, and so in 1986, he founded the town here. Later, Imperial County, where Felicity is located, recognized it as the center of the world, as did the nation of France in 1989. Also, when you stand on the center of the earth. You face the church on the hill, and you get to make a wish. And they give you a certificate saying that you visited the center of the world. Past the center of the world is by far the most impressive thing at the site. 
the Museum of History in Granite. The Museum of History in Granite is huge and it includes 18 granite monuments that are very detailed in the history it presents. One could easily spend days here trying to read everything that is engraved in granite. Just for an example, here is the history of California and the history of Arizona. Walking down the California side, you can just get an idea of how much information is just engraved in granite here, with everything being written by Jacques Estelle himself. I should also take a minute to talk about Mr. Estelle himself, because he has lived an amazing life. I wouldn't be surprised if there is a movie written about him one day. Jacques Estelle was born in 1929 in Paris, France. In 1940, his family fled France because of the German occupation and came to the United States. Mr. Estelle went to Princeton University, where he graduated in 1949, and then served in the United States Marine Corps during the Korean War, where he attained the rank of Lieutenant Colonel. He is also widely responsible for helping to popularize parachuting in the United States, and in 1957 he helped train members of the United States Army in freefall parachuting, and those students went on to form the Army's famed Golden Knights parachuting team. But it is the history of museum in granite that he considers his crowning achievement in life. Mr. Estelle founded the town of Felicity in 1986, naming it after his wife Felicia, and has been the mayor ever since. The amount Hi, Felicia. of detail and information in the museum is <laughs> Look at that. just amazing. Etched in the granite, dude. I mean, it's something that you really Can have you pause to pause for a second. Believe. Yeah. Where the hell did this guy get the money for all that granite and all this detailed? uh artwork and inscription in this shit like this is fascinating like i'm sitting here i'm like it, it, we keep hearing how how everybody loves the conspiracy underground news team right and the, one of their favorite shows all mm. right y'all need to start pouring money towards us so we can go start looking at this shit in real life like <laughs> come on you and do actual I mean? like, it'd be sick to go here and like do a show live like that right or you know yeah. there from there i don't know if they think that was disrespectful or whatever but yeah that's uh i mean it's it's interesting man and you got to think too when he bought that uh that staircase it's a spiral staircase essentially just going to nothing right that uh -huh. you know being part of the eiffel tower that had to have cost a pretty penny there too you know it's all rusty uh, and shit but yeah yeah i mean just just on the historic value of it you know, <laughs> like it, it, it it's amazing I, I don't know like i'm sitting here looking at all this granite and has all, all the from what I'm gathering, all 50 states? Yeah, yeah all 50 states and like all kinds. I mean, he, he talks about more of the granite here. And um, I mean, they talk about animals. There's art, like classic art. Because uh, at the end, you'll see the message uh, at the very end, uh, which I can skip forward to if you don't want to watch the whole thing. But it is, it's very interesting. Okay. This is, yeah. this is good. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, thanks, Kenny. In mm -hmm. addition to the history, there's even yeah, look sections on things such as art. Crazy, huh? That's wild. Mona Lisa. <laughs> Which I still don't get We were the told the Mona Lisa was one of the newer engravings at the museum, and while we were there, they were working on adding even more engravings. There was also a couple sections on animals, including this one on marine life. And there was a United States Marine Corps Korean War Memorial listing the name of every member of the United States Marine Corps that died during the Korean War. Wow. There was also this large section on the French Foreign Legion. 
Mr. Estelle was named a first class honorary legionnaire of the French Foreign Legion in 2013. In the center of the museum, they even have kind of their own Rosetta Stone with This reminds me of the stones that just fell. What the fuck are they called? I can't believe I can't remember it. Oh, down in Georgia uh, Guidestones. Georgia Guidestones, yeah. But yeah, look, they've got freaking, you know, it says nothing in excess, all this stuff. And then they've got hieroglyphics. I mean, it's wild, though. Mm -hmm. Messages written from languages from all over the world. While the Museum of History in Granite is amazing and well worth checking out on its own, in addition to the Eiffel Tower and the center of the world, and the Museum of History in Granite, there's a couple other attractions at the site as well. One of which is the church on this man-made hill which is easily visible from Interstate 8 as you pass by. After climbing the stairs, you come to this small church that was dedicated in 2008, which I believe is used mostly for weddings. Behind the church, there is also a small graveyard with only a few names listed on the center stone. But what really makes it worth the climb is the view you get from the top of the hill. I miss that scenery. I never thought I'd say that. On the that. far right, you can see our next stop. <laughs> no, you think it's nothing when you're the out maze here. Maze of Honor. Uh -huh. The Maze of Honor is designed to be filled with plaques. Oh, and you'll notice this. Uh, I mean, I really wanted to like the guy making this video, but you'll instantly notice something when he shows his son that'll make you hate him. Honoring things okay. such as weddings, graduation. This is cool. Like a maze with children, just a bunch of photos. Pretty much anything you can think of. There are not a lot of plaques in it now, only this small section that's pictured here. And I should note, it's not a true maze. You're not going to get lost in there. You see we it? We let our eight-year-old son navigate through it and see it? down the exit. Oh, mask. Oh, the Steelers mask. I should also mention... Well, I mean, I don't know if... I didn't know. Was it a Steelers mask? That's yeah, what it looked like. Well, I just noticed that he was wearing a fucking mask outside, and he had a, his kid wearing one outside. You, well, know, you don't need to wear you, a mask outside. Well, you have to remember this, if I'm not mistaken he said he was there 2020. in 2020 and it is california so. that's true maybe they made him made them wear it. that's true okay I'll, I'll let it but, pass yeah but if it's a steelers one fuck it i hate them <laughs> in autos while highway 80 was decommissioned before felicity was built the road in front of felicity is the original highway 80 and here's the last panel at the still uncomplete Okay, so yeah, this is interesting. Unless we destroy ourselves or succumb to a cosmic accident, our destiny should be set on a path to the stars, question mark, which is weird. And it says uh, something distant descendants, perhaps far from planet Earth, new are, oh, may distant descendants, perhaps far from our from planet Earth. Uh, if you are collective history with understanding and affection there you go it's really hard to see that but yeah man it's, very it's kind of the uh goal i guess is to have uh you know some aliens or some shit or some people way way in the future because you got to think it's if it's etched in stone that message isn't really going anywhere right so no you know thousands I mean, of years pyramids they were made out of fucking granite so there's still right? yeah limestone and granite what have you but you know it it if some catastrophic event happened, it'll still be around, you know, and get yeah, read the history. Well, hopefully 
the people, if something like that happened and were to make a, a pilgrimage there to read it in the future and what have you, they would read that and not repeat history and go down the same path. Like we keep continuing to do today. Yeah. It'd be interesting if they, if they were accurate about history or if it was like, cause I mean, this, this gives me like secret society vibes. You said like yourself, how the fuck does this dude have all this money? You know, he, he was a, a French immigrant, you know, it, it, there's got to be some funding or something, you know, the, the country of France actually recognized this as the center of the world, which, you know, that on its own is pretty impressive. I think, you know, um, cause you'd think that France would want to say that somewhere in France was the center of the world. Right. Right. Um, France, yeah, I, France have a weird history together. You know what I mean? We, we love to hate each other. Oh yeah. If, if, and, and, you know, they, they gave us the statue of Liberty, which is, Masonic. you know, yeah. And, you know, a few other things. Uh, it it kind of has those vibes. Uh, you, I believe you and Kim did an episode on the dude that made the Coral Castle. Yeah. Yeah. Ed Leeds. Like, yeah. So, like, how did he have the money and technology to do what he did? As and the well? knowledge. The knowledge. And the knowledge. The fucking thing yeah. for me. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's interesting. It's something to, uh, something different. But, um, I'll let you share for a little bit here. I know we uh, are kind of running a shorter program today, but wanted you to share what some shit that you got. All right. I, I, I got some funny things too for later. Oh, good. I, I think I might've got some funny things. Um, I have to open everything up because I didn't do that earlier. Like I normally do. I was slacking. Ah. They call me the slacker. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm right. glad that we started a little later than normal today because I had, I have some stuff for work and that's actually why I have to wrap earlier than normal too, but we'll still get a good episode out. Oh, hell yeah. We always do. I, I like that video a lot, dude. And then this airship one, if we have time to play that, it's interesting. It's eight minutes though. So we might have to save it for next week. Okay. Um, kind of staying on ancient stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to play this guy. Remember back in the 1930s when archaeologists found an Egyptian temple buried in eastern Tennessee? That's okay. Not a lot of people do. But back in 1934, they were building something called Norris Dam, just north of Knoxville, Tennessee. The Tennessee Valley Authority started surveying the valley that the Norris Dam was going to flood. They found many native mounds and started excavating a bit and found some really extraordinary things. As they started digging, they found layer after layer and went down over 20 foot until they found a 100 foot by 100 foot platform with a large raised area in the center. They called this a temple. As they dug deeper and deeper, they found multiple skeletons on the site, unlike any that they'd found in the area. And the site itself kept getting deeper and deeper. It appeared to just keep going. At the time, it caused quite an uproar, and over 400 workers were excavating that site. They found multiple relics that were unlike anything they had seen in the area, including a pigment box that held a, a shade of purple that could only be found in sea mollusks and was completely unknown in North America. That's cool. The site gained the attention of James Randall Harris, a professor of ancient languages from Cambridge and later Johns Hopkins University. Harris came up with some very interesting conclusions. And I quote, The Hopewell, he writes, were latecomers who raised the mounds of earth over a much older temple built by pharaonic Egyptian emigres 
to their most important deities, Isis, the Queen of Heaven, and her husband, Osiris, the God of Resurrection. I have his book on order, as well as the 400-page book on the excavation from the Smithsonian. So I'll undoubtedly be uh, speaking about this more in a future video. But for now, that area has some very interesting correspondences with legends from the Cherokee. The Cherokee have legends about a group of priesthood that lived in their area called the Anikutani. This priesthood was wiped out. Now, I'm going to read this directly from a historical source, so you know it's not my words. Quote, from Cherokee Principal Chief Charles Hicks in 1826 in his manuscript, The History of the Cherokee People, the mound builders were greatly weakened by a plague. We entered the North Carolina mountains from the west, and we killed and drove off the mound builders. We burned their temples atop the mounds, and then constructed our towns and houses on the mounds. The Cherokee never built any mounds. Further on, quote, the Anikutani professed themselves, as stated by the traditioners, to be the teachers of heavenly knowledge from the creation, and the manner of their introduction to the assembled people is usually at night. And they usually came with the words, I am from above. The name was a foreign word to the Cherokee. The Katani came to mean somebody who starts a fire or a sorcerer. These tales all come from the area of eastern Tennessee, right where that temple is. And that temple is now under a lake. Some interesting stuff, because that goes back oh, oh. to uh, the Grand Canyon and, and what supposedly has been unearthed and, and what have you discovered. And lo and behold, who comes in and, and, you know, keeps it all secret, the Smithsonian. And, you know, he had mentioned, oh, you know, getting the transcripts or a book from the Smithsonian as well. I don't know if I'd trust it, but it's funny how it just kind of ended up under a lake. It is weird, huh? kind of uh, wild dude. yeah yeah wild, it's a dude. yeah it's fun i'm hearing myself echo on uh like through your thing i don't know if you're if that's picking up but it stopped right as soon as i said that but uh yeah man i love that that you know the possibilities of all this kind of shit you know the obviously we've been lied to throughout history but you know just the idea that maybe it's something cool um i'm gonna yeah. I'll just play this because I forget what it is, but it has something to do with Native Americans. Okay. The reason why Native Americans like to have long hair. Traditionally, long hair was always a symbol of masculinity. All of history's great warriors had long hair, from the Greeks, who wrote odes to their hero's hair, to the Nordic, from the American Indians, famous for their long, shiny hair, to the Japanese. And the longer and beautiful the hair was, the more manly the warrior was considered. Vikings flaunted their braids, and samurai wore their long hair as a symbol of their honor. They cut their braid when they lose honor. When a warrior was captured, his mane was cut to humiliate him, to take away his beauty. That custom resumed in what is today military service. There, when new soldiers begin their training, the first thing they do is cut their hair to undermine their self-esteem. Make them submissive and make them see who's boss. The Romans were the ones who invented short hair, so to speak, between the 1st and 5th centuries A.D. Invented short In battle, hair. they believed this gave them defensive advantages, since their opponents couldn't grab them by the hair. This also helped them to recognize each other in the battlefield. Short hair on men is a relatively new invention that has nothing to do with aesthetics. But today... We often see men being humiliated, sometimes called gay, for wearing long <laughs> hair, not knowing that short hair is actually the anti-masculine, 
and is a repressive social imposition, while long hair symbolizes freedom. The reason... Just one of those interesting things I, I stumbled across. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it kind of reminded me of the tale of uh, Samson as well, because in, in the Bible, Samson had long hair, and that's where he you know gained his power from and once uh delilah made him cut it he was he was no longer strong again he lost all his, his strength so kind of kind of neat he's not the strong yeah dude that's this- uh that is kind of a funny idea i just i was laughing at how he uh or maybe they call them gay you know just like it's kind of funny how that guy sounded what Remember? um Oh, okay. I thought you said what? Sorry. No, no. I said um, uh, where did I want to go? Uh, you want to cover some debate stuff real quick? Debate stuff like uh the conservative uh debate, Republican debate. Yeah, yeah. The Republican debate just happened. There's a little little clip that I I saved. I I only did one. Dude, I have not been paying attention to any of that shit. Have you? American minds, and I would do it week one. Speak to the parents out there. There are probably TikTok apps on half the phones in this uh, auditorium. No, I'm going to speak to the fact that two people hit me and you didn't let me respond. Well, I want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. Here's the truth. The easy answer is actually to say that we're just going to ban one app. We got to go further. We have to ban any U.S. company actually transferring U.S. data to the Chinese. Would you ban or force the sale of TikTok? Yes. What we should do is ban TikTok, period. TikTok's so that was the big kind of takeaway <laughs> from from that and i don't know from the other clips that i i saw ramaswamy got kind of the week already once uh from us he did yeah. kind of tear apart uh there's <laughs> he made fun of uh two people uh being on stage in high heels one being nikki haley obviously and the other one that's been floating around the conspiracy theory of ron desantis wearing high heels platforms in the <laughs> disguise of cowboy boots so is that what he was wearing oh yeah i oh man let me let me do a quick search on you know i saw those i did see those that's kind of gay. It is. A little. So let's see here. Um, where's a good one that I saw? Especially the way he he walks. On, here's a good one where he's walking on stage. You can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. The front yeah. of those toes don't touch. Yeah, they look like they're too big for him too because they freaking curl up. Uh huh. And He's trying to seem like a bigger, you know. Yeah. More up here, guy. a little taller. Yeah. Uh, where, where's another one? That's pretty funny, man. You know, talking about that warrior shit. Um, one of the guys that fought in, uh, you know, last night's uh, co-main of, or main event actually. Um, this guy named Yuri Prohaska. He's if he was an American guy. You would think huh? that the guy was like autistic or something. You know what I mean? He uh, pretends to be a samurai. He's a Czech. He's from the Czech Republic, but he pretends to be a samurai. He has his hair like in the the warrior braid, you know. Yeah. And um, 
it's just weird, dude. He he was doing some weird, goofy training, but the way, like, do you, do you think that that's weird? Like a grown man, like emulating a sam- samurai? Do you think that that's weird? Yes and no. I think it's weird that he's doing it because he's Czechoslovakian and he's not embracing his Slovak traditions. Right. Now, if, if the guy was, you know, of the proper race of Japanese. to be a samurai, Japanese, then no, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's no different than, you know, uh, like people, I, I mean, I don't do it personally, but you know, <laughs> I have Celtic and Nordic background, um, in my father's side of, of the family. And, but then on my mom's side, I have, uh, they, you know, they came here straight from Czechoslovakia on the boat. You know, if, if I was to embrace my Nordic or Celtic, you know, traditions and, and, you know, maybe grow my hair out longer and, and, you know, maybe put it in some braids or whatever. Yeah. That to me, that would be cool, you know, but I don't have a problem with other people doing that as well, but it's just kind of weird if you're going to, it's almost like you want to be um, like cartoonish, like, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm into anime or, or, or something. It's like, dude, come on, grow up a little bit. It's okay to watch cartoons, but you don't have to p- pretend that you're like a superhero or a cartoon in real life. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like the uh, the guy that he was fighting, Alex Perea, um, he like he's a Brazilian and he embraces like the Aztec warrior shit, you know, which is fine. He I should. I think it's it's more real. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's way more real. And then this dude is like, I don't know. I just I, I think it's so strange. And a lot of people really like the guy and they think that that's cool. But I'm like, no, dude, like this. If this dude was like an American, you'd think he was autistic because it's wild. Right. To... And he lost, didn't he? He did lose, yeah. Yeah. And I bet on the other guy, but lost my ass with the rest of the night, so it didn't even make a difference. That sucks. Um, it, was, it was a good time. We'll go here real quick. Back in 1992, uh, an older friend of my father, who was from St. Louis, asked me to go to this meeting that the Communist Party USA was having at the University of California, Berkeley. And he had studied communism and written books about communism back in the 60s and stuff. And he was curious because if you'll remember back in 1989, the Berlin Wall had come down and everyone was saying communism is dead, it's over. Then in 91, in December, the Soviet Union dissolved. And so this is six months later, the summer of 92, and the Communist Party USA is having a meeting. So he asked me to go out to this meeting. He said, would you go out there and just see what they're talking about? Because we, we won. This thing's over. And so I went to that. And for three days, I sat there in breakout sessions and lectures and, and listened to these hardcore communists. And, and one thing shocking about it, too, I thought it'd be college radical since it was at Berkeley. So I dressed like a college radical with some radical T-shirt. on. So I walk into the auditorium. There's 14 or 1,500 50, 60, and 70-year-olds with briefcases. And I thought, whoa, this is actually serious. It's not just some radicals. And many of those exact people, as I researched them later, ended up being in Obama's cabinet in 2008. And that's what motivated wow. me to make the movie because I realized, well, these are the people that were at this communist meeting with me back, back in 1992. But at that meeting, they laid out this plan, how they wanted to take America down from the inside. They were going to focus all their energies on that now. They'd been focusing on it for a while, but they realized they could never outspend 
America because capitalism free enterprise is so successful. And they kind of, that woke them up. Okay, we got to go to plan B. They, they just keep building more and more. And of course, we had all the years of Reagan where he'd really built the military up. So they realized we're in trouble here. Um, and so that's what they talked about the meeting, how they were going to do that from the inside. And I didn't think that much about it, went on with my life. But then again, 16 years later in 2008 from 92, when I remembered what they had talked about, like one thing uh, that is so clear how it had changed. They had said back in 92, we're going to use the environmental movement to take down the free enterprise system in America. And in 92, that didn't make sense because that was not a big movement. It was literally people, you know, chaining themselves to trees in Oregon so they can't cut them down. I mean, it was nothing. And so I was like, how would you do that? But in 2008, an inconvenient truth by Al Gore to come out. It was the biggest movement in the world, and it still is, um, because they realized it's the ultimate vehicle for totalitarian control because it's a global problem, so it demands global solutions by a global government. That's that's the way they look at it. So they, that's why that issue will never go away, no matter how many facts we have and how many charts we can show them. Hey, it's not going up. And if it went up a little bit, actually would be good. Warm, warm <laughs> is the friend of life. Cold is the enemy of life. All the logical things that they don't. Um, but from that, I wrote a letter when I was a representative on that communist meeting in 1992, and it just blew up into a huge thing. And one of the men that responded to that and said, what representative of ours says is true, but it's nothing new. That's not from 1992. It was all written in a book in 1958. And I got to know the man. And it was, of course, the, the naked communist. And it had the 45 current communist goals as of the 1950s in America. And I got that book for the first time in 2008. So 50 years later, and I read through the list of goals. And as I did, I couldn't believe how specific and how purposeful and how premeditated a collapse of our country had been. It had been people in groups for a hundred years working to take us down from within. And I just, I couldn't believe, as I read through these things, one of them, goal 17, this is from 50s America, get control of the schools, use them as transmission belts for socialism, soften the curriculum. I like it. Yeah. We've kind of, we've kind of talked about that, dude. Yeah, yeah, we have. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of, you, you see it today, you know, and, uh, no, you know, Adam Curry calls it the trans Maoist agenda, which is pretty, <laughs> pretty on point with this, you know, uh, you, you, you change the curriculum so the parents can't help you. Right. And then, uh, when, when your parents try to help you with your homework, the kids are going to argue, well, you don't know, you're not right. And it undermines you as a parent of not knowing, um, what you're talking about, even though you do, uh, it, but you're just not getting it the way the teacher is telling you to get it. And, you know, this whole global initiative, I mean, come on. He hit it right on the head. If it's warm, things grow. If it's yeah. cold, things don't grow. If there's more carbon in the air, plants get bigger. It, it, like it, it, it's basic fucking knowledge, but people, people don't want to fucking you know, look at the facts, just, oh, well, it's global warming. Well, yeah, it used to be global cooling, and we were supposed to have an ice age by the year 2000 as well. So shut the fuck up and stop buying into all this bullshit. Yeah, they were saying that back in the 70s that it was going to be like an ice age type situation, right? Yep. Yeah, even when I was in in, in elementary school and what have you, you know, it was, oh, it was global cooling and, and acid rain and all this shit and CFCs in, in your hairspray bottles you opened a hole in the ozone layer and, and all this fucking nonsense that ended up pretty much being a lie. I mean, CFCs aren't great, but right. there's no 
in the ozone layer. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, dude, it, it's the the global warming thing to me. It it is surprising how many people just kind of blindly follow it. And they, I mean, there might be some some proof that the temperature is rising, maybe. Um, but again, why does that really matter? You know, um, unless we're unless we're getting up to like, you know, if it was like where you were in the winter, like a hundred degrees, yeah, that'd be a problem, right? But right, yeah, it's not doing that. No, no, we're talking we still like have a degree a decade. Yeah, and and it even hasn't even gone up a degree in a hundred in some years since they started recording weather. And if they okay. go back on their models and kind of use what they've gathered in a hundred years or more and use that same shit and go back thousands, we still haven't even gone up, uh, not even a half a degree. Like it, it, it it's retarded. Like the, the earth is going to always balance itself. It, it, that's how it's designed. Yeah. I don't know, man. It is, uh, it's funny, but I, the way that they word it, like, you know, we only have one earth. We only have one planet. We need to take care of it. That's true. But at the same time, it's like, at what cost are we going to take care of the, are we going to take care of the plant so that like to the point where it kills us and we, we don't get to like enjoy life, right? Like air conditioners, refrigerators, shit like that. Like we need that shit. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, I, I get. I get why people get up in arms about it because they're freaking out because they believe the propaganda. But at the same time, dude, it's like you just got to kind of realize that, you know, there's an agenda behind this. And the people are are all virtue signaling when they're when they're saying that, like, global warming and climate change and all this shit. There's no proof one way or the other. I, I don't think. Right. You're saying that there's uh there's proof that the temperature hasn't gone up. With the way that statistics are spun around and shit, I, I mean, who knows? In my opinion, but I, at the know, end of the day, I, that, go ahead. sorry, I was just going to say, there's a, that famous quote: uh, uh, "Statistics lie, and liars use statistics." Right. Yeah, uh, freaking uh, Bill Gates, one of his favorite books, right? Lying with statistics. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Weird. Yeah, those yeah, are good clips, dude. Well, thanks. Um, you know, getting them on uh, on, on my lunch breaks usually as usual. Uh, and I, I don't know if we want to touch on it. We can, we can talk about it. I, I read a little bit through the, the article that I sent you with that woman with two uteruses. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I opened my phone. Right. And, and it, it has Apple news on the whatever. And I was like, usually I, I don't even pay attention because it's been about Israel and, um, you know, you know, all, all that shit going on or Donald Trump. And I'm like, what the hell is this? So I click on it. I'm like, Super rare woman with two uteruses in Alabama is pregnant with babies in both uteruses. And I'm just sitting there thinking, why couldn't this have been Arkansas? (laughs) Just to fuck with Hank. Yeah, just to fuck with Hank. But no, it was just weird. And, you know, because it is super rare. I mean, how you don't hear of women having two uteruses and let alone getting pregnant in both. You know, it's oddly strange. and, And I don't know. I hope I hope the best to them. You you'd said she sounds like a freak. If you saw the you looked at the picture. Uh, uh, no, I know. Got- <laughs> yeah, no, I was just fucking around because like, I don't know. It, it, it's such a weird freaking thing that like, like uterus sounds sexual to me. It's gross. It's a yeah. really gross word. 
Um, not that sex is gross, but it's just like it's a it's not like shit that you talk about at the table. So like when I just hear like two uteruses, it just I think like right away she likes to have sex. <laughs> right. And that's totally not the case, but I just thought it was funny. You you hearing uteruses is like and my my wife hates when I say this and I and I do it in such a joking manner. I'll be like, Hey, do you want my hog in you? And yeah. she's like, You're Girl, she hates that when I call it a hog or whatever. She's I'm like, yeah, I got a healthy hog or whatever. <laughs> she's just like, oh, like she she wants to gag and like puke in her mouth. She's just like, I, I don't know what it is. I've never heard anybody refer to their their dick as a hog. I'm like, well, it came from an Adam Sandler skit off his first CD. And the mom was like, oh, I'm sure he got a healthy hog. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, using hammer. Hammer. Yeah, swing the hammer. hammer. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, dude, no, that's hilarious, man. It was that's a weird freaking story. Very weird. I actually found. Uh, I'll show you something here. I was just doing something real quick here on my end. Let me see. I found the site that seems suck. fun. What's that? Can I tell you the Green Bay Packers suck. Why did they? You just ha- <laughs> not not happy with them? No, I'm not. I'm not happy, but I'm. I'm happy at the same time, if that makes sense, because I think they need this to maybe humble themselves a little bit and realize, okay, Jordan Love has a lot of good potential. If you develop him, you know, he spent many years behind Rodgers, just as Rodgers spent years behind Favre and learned and practiced and got himself to to a point where, you know, he was good and great. If you let Jordan do the same thing and he starts getting improvement and, and getting really good, start putting fucking talent on this fucking team. Is Jordan loved the a little per- black kid. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I, I, uh, he seems like he could be good, dude. Like these guys just, oh, yeah. need some time, man, the Carolina quarterback seems super disappointing for Carolina fans. He's a number one draft pick and he's like really mediocre, man. Now the receivers suck ass, but right. I don't know. It's just kind of interesting, dude. I found this site here that is wild. Okay. I'm getting these weird. It's called twinstrangers.net. This oh. this website supposedly, and I didn't find this. I forget who sent this to me. I'll try and give credit here at the end. Um, but like you know how there's only like so many faces out there. Like these girls aren't sisters. They just you know look, look like each other. Yeah. Um, let's see if we can watch a video here. Can you hear it? Very choppy. Okay, well, what I can do, because it looks like it's all. Uh, was there anybody talking or was it just music? It was just music. Yeah, yeah, I can barely hear the music coming through. Okay, so I'm going to just read it. Since 2015, millions of people from all over the world have registered with twinstrangers.com. When you register, our AI face recognition instantly compares your photos against millions in our database, finding your closest matches. <laughs> And if you look different from one photo to another, then upload again and do another search to discover even more matches. This is kind of creepy. Dude, once your image is in twinstrangers.com, others who join can discover you and can match you by doing the same thing. Thousands of new users are registering every day, so it's worth checking in and doing a new search to find your your twin, essentially, right? Um, I think that that, that this could go wrong real fast, dude. It seems like some weird... I mean, they how say do we it's know AI. Not, yeah. And how do we know that they're not saying this person that looks like you isn't an AI image? 
Right. That's what I'm a, saying. Not a person. Yeah. Like the uh, this person does not exist thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Have you seen this uh, this Bigfoot guy right here? I might have. I don't know. I wanted to kind of get into some funny stuff because I have to wrap up pretty soon here. Um, okay. But yeah, dude, this is great. That's when I saw the female Sasquatch. She oh, we played out it. of the bushes. We have played it? Not- I, I played it for you two weeks ago because you were like, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> I remember the, the jack in the... When she says that he, and then she started Jack and Maween. And like, I was like, yeah. I've heard that somewhere, but, um, yeah. okay. This is, this is good, important survival tips. If you're ever face to face with a ferocious animal of some kind. As an actual zookeeper, this is how I would have dealt with this situation. Pull the first gorilla back, knee at the spine, pick it up, slam its head into the ground, move into tackle <laughs> position, tackle the next gorilla to the ground, grab it by the back of the head, pull its face into your chest, and suffocate it. That will incapacitate the, the gorillas and so stop the better. fight. If you go to the gym, you should have no problem doing this. this As an actual expert on wolf behavior, this is how you should handle this situation. Kick the first wolf in the chin, send it to the air, catch it, and throw it into the other wolf. (laughs) Grab some dirt, put it in another wolf's face, suplex it into another wolf. Showing such dominance will cause the others to scatter. If you pass your driver's test on the first attempt, this will be easy for you. Here's how you survive a shark attack. Alright, so you're swimming at the bottom of the ocean and the shark appears. Don't panic. Just head down and make a mess of the sand. That way the shark will come down to investigate and because it's dusty, you can't see. Grab it and suffocate <laughs> it into the sand. Head to the surface because you're probably going to need some air, but let's say another shark appears. Obviously, there's no sand, so you got to knee it in the chin, rip its tooth out, then use that tooth to open up its stomach. Imagine not being able to do this. Here's how you survive. People ask me to do a live demonstration. What they fail to realize is is that an innocent animal has to get hurt. (laughs) Is this footage live enough for you? You know these guys are endangered, right? (laughs) Here is how you survive an elephant attack. Slide under the elephant and tickle its nuts. For some reason, Uh that causes them to stand up. Get into a good squatting (laughs) position and lift with your legs, not your back. Walk the elephant to a flat area, jump, and slam it on its back. If you can bench 225, you'll have no problem doing this. What were you saying, dude? Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. I don't even remember what, what I was trying to say. Like, in, <laughs> without the images, it's not as funny. And there was a couple more I wanted to go through, too. But, like, with the images, it's funny, dude. It's so good. Here's how you... People ask me to do... Here is how you... Here's what to do if you come across a mountain lion. If you're on a hike and you see a mountain lion, turn your back to it. That'll cause it to pounce on you. As soon as it does, RKO it into the ground. If another one approaches, just grab it and slam it into the other mountain lion. This one's super simple. Here's what to do. <laughs> KO! RKO! For, for people that aren't watching it, it's just like super crude, like still images. And he uses different ones and like he'll throw. I don't know, dude. It's so funny. Just really like dumb, dumb shit. That, um, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> And then uh, more cursed AI Disney movies. Ah, he's got a beautiful thing. Single mom. <laughs> <laughs> the Asian's life of pets. Bill Russian. Oh, dude, you know what that is? Boy Story is got a dildo. friend in me. <laughs> Where are you? Where are you? Rolling a kitchen. Rough ahead in the miles and miles. The little nice warm bed. And I see you. Just remember what you're passing. 
Penny pinchers, it's a Jewish guy. <laughs> Pals. <laughs> Palestinians and freaking Jewish people. Those are so good, man. Those are. Those, those are great. The Where I Belong I was a girl just washing dishes. Yeah. Kind of fucked up. Oh, and then, and then uh, yeah. last one I got here. My biggest regret in life is um, not using my time on this earth and more time. Just fucking bitches. <laughs> my biggest regret. He's a good actor, dude. I thought when, when someone sent me that, I was like, dude, this is going to be sad. And then this guy is fucking crying. And then he talks about he just wishes he spent more time fucking bitches. <laughs> oh shit let Hilarious. me see what i got real quick for the I funny I had... the funny corner yes, i do have one this, this clip is a little dated because i remember seeing it a while ago um but it's it's still hilarious and it it, it made me laugh again we got rid of aunt jemima we got rid of uncle ben's i am wildly triggered by the brands and the photos that i see in this grocery store using a polar bear to sell your ice cream klondike no polar bears were extinct no thank you canceled paw patrol mac and cheese listen defund the police defund paw patrol eight you know what kind of emissions an engine like that puts out into the environment i drive a prius and that is canceled okay i don't exactly know who this guy is but i don't like his look at all i don't like anything that this guy stands for canceled white rice brown rice why they gotta be separated think about it cancel uncle ben's absolutely offended by that listen do i know any minorities myself (laughs) no i don't but i feel very confident speaking on their behalf on the internet (laughs) hola tapatio una pregunta you ever heard of cultural appropriation cancel oh look at there it's a woman leading a cow against its will to the slaughter, selling popsicles shaped as bullets. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Blue Ribbon. Everyone's a winner. Thank you. That is the only brand of ice cream I will support. Rebel Ice Cream. Wow. Why don't you just change this to Soldier in the Confederate Army Ice Cream? Okay, I just looked up Red Baron. Red Baron is a fighter pilot in the German Air Force in World War One. Seems extremely anti-semitic orville redenbacher look at this guy he definitely made some mistakes in his past you want to cancel him we can if we want i'll look up some mistakes that he made in his past and we can cancel him i need to (laughs) appease my white guilt by virtue signaling on the internet the keebler elves isn't that cute well it's 2020. They're called little people. Cancel. <laughs> what stands on top of a tombstone? A statue. Tear them all down. Canceled. Ezekiel bread, as described in the Holy Scriptures. That's offensive to atheists. Canceled immediately. <laughs> oh, little Debbie. Why does she have to have red hair? Offensive to gingers. Canceled. Hey, Granny Smith, you ever heard of, uh, oh, I don't know, ageism? Cancel. What do we have here? Country gravy, 758. Brown gravy, 747. I'm just saying, think about it. Tupac. You ever heard any of his lyrics? <laughs> Very violent. Is that what you guys support? Spam? Add them to the list. Canceled. It's 2020. Oreo is still separating the light and the dark. You know who's out here solving racism in a Walmart? Duplex. 1850. <laughs> you know what those dates are? Pre-Civil War. You know another term that means pre-Civil War? Antebellum, that's right. Just like the band, that brand is canceled. Oh, super fun. Barnum and Bailey's Animal Cruelty Crackers. Canceled. A woman <laughs> carrying a 
alone in the rain? Absolutely not. Just looked up the definition of minion. Uh, one, an underling or follower of a powerful person. Two, a servant. Cancelled. If the Dixie Chicks are cancelled, then so are these plates. There are thousands of products in this grocery store, and if I consume any of them, I also support the political and moral choices of everyone involved in that company, which makes literally no sense, but it's 2020, and here we are. We thins. I don't think so. Another <laughs> impossible standard for women to live up to. Let's get some wheat thicks up here, and then we'll wheat talk. Wheat thicks. Okay, now we're in the cleaning aisle. We got two dish scrubbers with hands with fingernail polish on them. Why do the women always have to do the dishes? Cancelled. <laughs> very oppressive. Hey, Rice Krispie Treats, why don't you try some diversity? White, white, white. Cancelled. <laughs> Megan Rapino on the cliff bar. Thank you. Gender wage gap finally solved. Oh, what's that? And this doesn't mean anything at all. We still have real problems that we need to address. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that is funny, then. <laughs> It is. I remember when that came out, it, 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 he he was referencing 2020. It was the whole, you know, Aunt Jemima got canceled. Land yeah, of yeah. Lakes. But this is, a, like it says, the 2023 mentality. You got to yeah. cancel everything. And, and, and he, he was like spot on with it all. Well, Uncle Ben's too. They they got rid of uh, the black guy on, on Uncle Ben's thing. I mean, I, which is fucked, dude. I think it's really sad, man, because, you know, I nothing bothers me about seeing like any race fucking promoting any products right it would be kind of weird if there was like a dude in a tampon commercial right that was like the main character of the fucking which we're going there i'm sure if we aren't already but um well did Dylan mulvaney do a tampon sponsorship I i wouldn't doubt it but like that's the thing is like uh we don't get offended about that shit and that is offensive you know what i mean like that is gross and it's just factually not right um but it's funny too how that guy was like Okay, I just looked up what Red Barons are. Like, he's looking yeah. shit up to try to find something bad. It's funny, man. <laughs> I got to give a shout out for to Joe uh, from Legit Bat. I came across his his meme today, and it might it could have been a, a day or two ago. I was I was on uh, Instagram, and it was just one of those pictures of the woman anatomy in a cartoon drawing, and and it said seventies, eighties, nineties, and now, and it and it down in the the mommy area. The 70s had what looked like a lot of bush. Yeah, yeah. And it bush got smaller and smaller to to in the to, you know to nothing you know because bald's the best. And then to now it had a penis. <laughs> I loved yeah, that's it. Funny. I was yeah. like, yeah, that's yeah. that's today, 2023. It You're is. a woman because you got a penis. It is. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind a landing strip. I'll say. Thank you. It's done really well. You know what I mean. Uh, I just got so accustomed to to nothing. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I prefer that. that, but I prefer it. But I'll uh, I'll allow a landing strip as long got, as it's all. It, it can't have any belly button hair either, though, because sometimes that show will go up to the belly button, and it's like, yeah, you gotta get rid of that. Yeah. You gotta get rid of that. Yeah, shave your shit. <laughs> yeah, so it happens a lot with uh, Mexican girls. So oh, we're used to it okay. out here, but we try to try to keep that down. Um, yeah, man, what do you say we do cunt of the week? I know a little shorter than we usually do, but I, uh, extremely busy with work today, unfortunately. So, and by the way, you mentioned Joe, uh, I was talking with him about smoking meats. Ooh, I'd love to get a Traeger. I would love to get a Traeger. 
get a Traeger or you could go the different route and get a Pit Boss, which is going to cost you a little bit less, but give you okay. the same result. Pit Boss. Is um, that what you, do you have one of those? Uh, we have one at work. Um, I have a master. How do you guys do with that at work? Uh, we grill out on it because you can grill and smoke on. Oh, so like company, like event days, you'll do like, you know. Yeah, like we'll have what we call lunch and learns. And like a, one of the brand reps will come in, like say GAF, you know, the shingle rep. He'll come in, set up a display and teach, uh, you know, the customers about about the product. Or And I'm just giving a, a very general one. Right. Usually it's not shingles. But uh, and we'll grill up hot dogs, hamburgers, chicken, have some sides and what have you. And, it, you know. It's, it's a good time and it's hey it's a free meal and it's fucking grilling you yeah, can't go wrong probably usually pretty good stuff too yeah uh whoever made up the name of the lunch and learn sounds like it's the same people that made up the name of dippy eggs whoever that was i probably is because uh this is pennsylvania and uh Dude, have, have you have you come across anybody from pennsylvania besides me and ask them the question, what do you call an over, what do you call eggs that they're over easy? Hey, I'll ask uh, when we do the work thing, because I don't want to like when, whenever I talk with the people from work, they're all it's like meeting shit. So I try it and I'm newer. So I try to be serious. But yeah, I want right. to see like what is a egg that's running and see because yeah, someone on the Patreon, you get some hate on my Patreon, by the way, by some people. I, oh, I'm sure nice. it's all in, it's all in good fun. But uh, one person oh, was like, yeah, dude, I you. You got to take ghost man card away if he calls them dippy eggs. <laughs> hey, I'm just going with what Pennsylvania is called. I'm a, I'm a transplant here. You know, when in Rome, you got to call them what the, what the, what the locals call them, you right. know, they're dippy and eggs. Someone else was giving you shit about cutting, trimming your armpit hair. What's wrong with that? L- less stink. That's factually not true, but I mean, you're going to stink whether you have, I mean, why do girls stink when they don't have deodorant? I don't know. I, I, my my wife's never really stank. Well, if she doesn't use deodorant and she was exercising, she would stink. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's not the hair, dude. It's just like that. You're you're. It's a stinky part. Just like you know, if you don't uh, like, I trim my balls and my gooch, but it'll stink if I don't shower for a few days. Ah, eh, true. True. It's an inch away from my asshole, but you know that's why. Hey, it, it's no different. Maybe maybe it's more aesthetic pleasing on the eyes for for women i i don't know you know they don't want want to see hair down downstairs right i don't I want get to that. see hair downstairs you know I, I don't know but uh come take my man card i'd like to see you try <laughs> <laughs> no yeah it was funny man i just want i always wonder if you see those because i'll just laugh at them or something you know but um no actually i got i gotta go on and 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 uh because i don't visit your patreon page that yeah. much i just you I, I listen through, you know, the, the podcatcher and what have you. You don't listen but, to you know, Cunt? I, the news show Cunt? You don't listen? Imagine uh, going yeah. back and listening. <laughs> I, I, I do sometimes uh, just to just to see how it sounds and what have right, you. Right. Sometimes I listen to the whole thing. But, you know, hey, I, I can I, I got thick skin. You know, you yeah. can fire away. I, I, I piss a lot of people off, especially when it comes to the Mormon religion. So yeah. I, I'm no stranger at pissing people off. So come on. I, I don't think that they were mad. They were just like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, oh, they just thought it was yeah. weird. <laughs> a clown. Yeah, I don't care. Why don't you go fuck yourself, dickhead? You are a cunt, 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 cunt. Yeah, man, you can go first. This is a tough week. Uh, a ton of the week. Man, 
I don't even know who to give it to. I'm just going to, because we didn't really cover too much hunty people. So I'm just going to give it to Joe Biden and him placing his wreath at the unknown soldier on Veterans Day and fumbling that up like he he fumbles everything else up and on a non uh what have you anybody out there that did serve you know I'm a veteran thank you for your service also if you're uh a non-military or non-veteran and you're thanking a veteran thank you for paying your taxes that's all that's all <laughs> that, that's it when would be possible uh, <laughs> to pay your taxes yeah that's Curious what that yeah, he said that to me when I was like, "Thanks for your service, man." He was like, "Yeah, thanks for paying taxes." <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But I've uh, used it every. What is is Veterans Day? It was yesterday, right? Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Eleven, yeah. eleven. Cool, man. Yeah, Happy Veterans Day, um, to everybody out there, including you, Ghost. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you for paying your taxes. Well, <laughs> sure. So, who's your? Mine is Ramaswamy, man. I know that we we labeled him last time uh, when we spoke about him, but yeah, just any time that you, you know these guys, he's literally just Obama, just rebranded, just a little more Indian and supposedly conservative, but I don't think he's conservative at all. So um, anyone that you know like that, that's lying about what they are, right? Um, it's it's pretty lame, dude. So uh, in all walks of life, not especially politics, because we're told that they have power over us, right? But. Mm. Um, I mean, anything like that, that one dude, that Yuri Prohoshka guy that I was mentioning, the grown adult man thinking he's a samurai. I think that's lame. I just really think it's lame. So, um, but yeah, dude. I'm just waiting for somebody to come out in a fucking baby diaper and just be like, I'm, I'm in the UFC. I'm, I'm, I'm going to fight and I identify as a fucking baby and I'm going to kick some ass. And I, I hope the guy comes out like big as Brock fucking Lesnar and whoops some motherfucking ass, you know, in sick. a fucking baby diaper. <laughs> well, I don't know if you saw a while ago, there was something where, um, there's like, you know, I was obsessed with those icebergs for a while and there was a UFC iceberg and Ooh. it was fun to watch. But there was a dude that came out and wore like literally like uh, like tidy whities almost as his trunks. Like they were very <laughs> skimpy, like his ass cheek was hanging out. And Dana White was like he was like he kicked him out of the UFC after he wore those. And the and when in the press conference, he was I forget who was fighting. Let's just say it was freaking Brock Lesnar. It wasn't. But. He was like, yeah, I'm like, and Brock Lesnar knocked the dude out like quick, right? And he was like, right. I'm so fucking glad that he got that done quick because I didn't want to stare at those fucking things. You know, <laughs> he, he cusses like crazy. He's not like these other commissioners and like owners of leagues. Like he's, he seems real. I'm sure he's not a great person, but. Uh, well, he does have a TikTok uh, account and probably Instagram as well, but it's uh happy fucking Friday. Uh, fucking and Friday. It, or fuck it Friday where, where they're cooking in the UFC kitchen and what have you. So, Hey, you know, I, free speech. I don't give a fuck if, if you know, I actually respect people like Dana yeah, because he, 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 he speaks his mind, you know what I mean? And, and I think that's why Trump got a really big following. You know, he, he, he just said what was on his mind and people resonated with that, especially, you know, your working class guys like, like you and me and, and what have you. Eh, didn't turn out the greatest, but you know, hey, that's a that's a topic for another uh, for another cunt. Um, well, yeah, that's how people a, talk, dude. That's how people talk. Yeah, you know, that's and, exactly and, how people talk. Unless you're in like the business world, like even like these really prim and proper business people, they let loose behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Like oh, they yeah. don't. <laughs> everyone's exactly. not a robot like they are at work. So yeah, be fucking real, and it'll get you a long way. I think. I will say we might have a bean of the week next week. Oh, cool. Um, is it catalyst? I don't want to announce. 
Yeah, no. Uh, once you get cup of the week after being bean of the week, you don't get to become bean of the week again, dipshit. I know. I was giving uh, him but, shit, but I'm cool with him. Like, I, I, yeah. I know he probably felt bad. He in that little group chat that we have on Instagram, he was like, "God, that was painful to listen to." <laughs> it made yeah. me laugh because, like, you know, if you fuck up, you should get called out for it. But no, there's no hard feelings there. But no, you know, it's none. just funny. But um, but I don't want to announce who it is just in case plans fall through. But um chances are we're gonna have a bean of the week next week and uh you know thank you guys for tuning in and uh you know all the love that you guys have have shown this show i mean it, it, it's Content to me too. it's so crazy because it, it just started off on, on a whim like i'm like hey right you want to i'm thinking about this and you just want to tag along and you're like yeah and then a fucking typing mistake happened and then we rebranded and here we are so it's fun it's it, it's it, it's good to be here so, so, like I said uh, earlier in the show, send us donations, get us some money so we can go visit these cool <laughs> sites and, uh, you know, maybe do a show from these sites or whatever. But uh, on that note, thank you for tuning in to another Conspiracy Underground News Team, and we will see you next Tuesday. <laughs>